welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Pace Place podcast. And today is Motivational Mondays. I love to be motivated by the word of God, okay? Um, It's truly amazing when we can use the scriptures to encourage ourselves, to really motivate our day, um, and to know that when we choose Christ, when we choose um, to believe in the finished work that he has done for us at the cross, that's all the motivation that we would need, right? Wrong. Sometimes we need just a hint more, just a little bit more motivation, and we can use the scriptures to do that. And so today I want to dive into Romans 8 38 and 39. Okay, so this is probably one of my all time favorite. Well, it's in the top 10. (laughs) It is definitely in my top 10 favorite scriptures to just read to myself because of the fact that it is so motivating. Okay, actually, it's probably in the top five. Okay, let's just go there. So it's Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. I'm going to read it in the Amplified version just because the Amplified version gives it that little oomph that I like. And so it reads... For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depths nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. (laughs) Oh man. So I love these verses. I actually love the whole book of Romans. Um, You guys have to go and read it because Romans is so amazing in the way that Paul really breaks it down for the Romans, for them to understand that there is nothing, not a thing in this world that can separate us from the love that God has for each and every last single one of us. In my opinion, this scripture is so encouraging. It's so uh, affirming in the way that God loves us. It definitely is one of my all-time favorites. And Paul has established that God is for all of us who are in Christ, for those who have been saved by their faith, for those who have believed in their hearts what it means to be a follower of Christ, who has accepted him as the Messiah and has placed him at the head of their lives, okay? And that goes for each and every last single one of us. He has done it to redeem the entire world. So there's no charge uh, or accusation made against us that can stand because God has provided 
our justification and Christ is interceding for us. So the provision, which was Jesus Christ's finished work at the cross, okay, allowed each and every last single person in this earth to have the redemptive power to be able to come under the love of God and to know that there is and will never be a separation when it comes to the love that God has for us, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So as long as we abide in Christ and he in us, we then can abide in the love of God and that agape love when even when we make mistakes, even when we don't get it right, even when we feeling down and out when we need motivation, right? (laughs) Like today is motivational Mondays when we need to just vent sometimes and just know that we are not perfect. Okay. We are flawed human beings, but as long as we're remembering and being steadfast in Christ, we can count on that everlasting love of God. Okay. So in this scripture, I find it to be so amazing how the apostle has built a case for us pretty much for why God is for us as Christian believers. In the previous verses in this same um, chapter, we can see that Paul has already created a whole list of the most worst things that can happen to us in our lives, the worst things that can be demonstrated um, to so quote unquote lose the love of Christ and all of those things still does not even put a dent in the love that God has for us. The tests, the trials may happen, but they cannot conquer us in any way that matters because of the love of God. And I love that. I love that um, those who are saved by faith in Christ can continually endure in the same power of his spirit the same power of his spirit. Paul, he begins a list that covers virtually everything, okay? (laughs) Everything that anyone might think to challenge God's love for us, he challenges it back and he begins with death. So I love the fact that he begins with death because death is the thing that a lot of people are afraid of. People are afraid to die. People want to live long lives. But when we become Christian, when we become under the Christ mindset, the Christ consciousness of right believing and right living, Because even in our death, God will still be glorified. So Paul is even saying that um, if we die, we know what the end result will be. It will be us in heaven. And if we live, that's okay too. 
because God will still be glorified. And that's how we really have to live our lives. We really have to live in that state of whether I live or I die, God will be glorified. He will get the glory. And there isn't anything that anyone can do about that. And we have to be able to stand steadfast on that thing and know that we are more than conquerors. And how do we know that we're more than conquerors? Because we are in Christ and Christ has already overcame with his great power. And we have the power in us, which is the power of Jesus. And he overcame with great motive. Okay. The glory of Jesus is also in us. He overcame with great victory. So losing nothing, even in the battle, because we are already victorious, overcoming in great love because Jesus has overcame in the greater love, okay? Conquering enemies with love and converting persecutors with patience. And so I definitely love that. And I love the fact that with these things and knowing how to abide in Christ, it all plays a part in just how we want we is we won't be separated. There's nothing that can separate us as long as we're doing our part as far as operating in the fruit of righteousness. And it just goes back to the sermon that I preached yesterday. So I love the fact that Paul started off with death and the fact that, you know, a lot of people are afraid of death and the fact that we don't have to be afraid when we come up under that belief system of Christ and know that he is our Lord and our savior. Okay. And the fact that we have accepted him in our hearts. So even in our death, we still will get the reward in heaven. Amen. I love that. Now, the next thing he mentions, which was rather interesting, he says, nor life. Okay, so it goes back to whether I live or whether I die. So whether I live, my life will still be glorifying the Lord, nor angels. And I love that he he put on here angels, because when we think about angelic beings, and how angels have come down, you know, in principalities. I mean, he, he, he covers so many things and how the angel of the Lord appears so many times. So it doesn't matter if an angel fly from heaven right now and be like, you're separated from God. You're a lie. <laughs> you are a lie because I know that there is nothing that can separate me from God. I know that the love that God has for me is so big, nothing can threaten it, nothing in the present time, nor things to come, nor any powers, nor any height, no matter how high the mountain may be, how deep the valley may be, God's love can reach us in any point in our life lives, no matter what we are going through, no matter created things, how new things are being created each and every single day, new technology is coming out. None of those things are able to separate us from God's love, which is unlimited. There is no thing that we can do that can make God love us less or more. And that's the truth 
of it all. And that is the truth that can make us free when we choose to believe in the finished work at the cross. And so what Paul is getting the Romans here to understand is that repentance, after repentance has been made, there is nothing that can come in between. Even though you guys have crucified our Lord and Savior, you have denied him as your Messiah, you have mocked him, spit on him, kicked him, even though you have done all all of these horrific things to him, he still loves you. He still asks God to forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. And so he's getting the Romans to even understand in this instance, as he is speaking to them, he's saying basically, as I am speaking to you, repent and know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Once we come up under that umbrella of his love, of his care and his mercy, it doesn't matter the what the past had for us, right? Past tense. That no longer matters. God throws those things into the sea of forgetfulness. All that matters is what we do now, what we do going forward in Christ. How are we acting in Christ and knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us each and every step of the way. And so I just love this. Nothing um, which appears to be good or nothing which appears to be evil can separate us from the love of God. So he even goes on to say principalities, powers, nor things present or things to come. That's e That's either good or bad. So whether the enemy may be trying to set a trap, right, for us to fall into a ditch or somewhere, or whether he's setting a trap to make it seem as if we are receiving something good, or even when we get the blessing that we've been longing and waiting for from God, and to know that even in that, he still will continue to bless us because he still loves us. It's outside of any conditions. It's outside of anything that we can ever receive or anything we, we don't receive. All things, you know, all things, even out of <clears throat> our uh, guilt, out of our shame, out of our um, mess, <laughs> out of anything he still loves us and the love that he has it won't run out it's unlimited it's like the word tells us that his reservoir will never run dry anyone who comes into the living water of Christ is so interesting because you're we're not gonna taint the water because of our sin. What's gonna happen is that the water is gonna purify us, and that's what we have to remember. So it doesn't matter what we have done, it doesn't matter um what someone has done to us or uh what we may believe as long as we come into Christ with a humble heart really with a broken and contrite heart 
really ready to receive and believe in something else, something that is higher than ourselves, then we will get what we need to have. God will make sure of it. And we can always be under his love because there is no separation from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love this. Nothing can happen now or tomorrow or even a hundred years from now that can change God's commitment to love us in Christ. As long as we have on his righteousness and what he has done for us at the cross, God has, God sees us only in that aspect. And I love the fact that in Philippians chapter three, verse 21, it says, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body? By the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So even in that verse, the word is Paul. This is Paul again, because he also wrote Philippians, but he's explaining that Christ will transform our bodies, our lowly bodies into his glorious body. By the power that enables him even to subject all things to him. So the fact that the he'll, he'll even do this for us, it's also confirmation of his love. Even to subject all things to himself. So the same power that he used to create the world, the same power that he'll use to transform our bodies into the glorious body that he has in store for us. And it's all because of the love that he has for us. It is his love that is unstoppable. It is his love that is consistent, that is constant. That is the thing that we need in our lives to know that the Lord is with us today and he loves us beyond measure there is no amount of love that can even explain just how much he loves us and to know that there is no thing in this earth that can change that we can be confident in this promise. His love will not fail. Neither will his word return to him void. Because if he said it, he'll do it. And if if he has given us the promise to say that in Christ, he will love us unconditionally with the agape love that he has for us, then why not be able to stand on that thing? Why not be able to know that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, right? And and I, and I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And even in this same chapter, he, um, Paul, ex- it tells us, he's like, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or a sword? No, none of those things even matter because it is written for our sake, right? We are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. We are crucified as well because we choose to come into that knowledge and realization that we need our Lord and Savior. That we need him. We are secure from every charge against us. If we declare not guilty by the highest judge who can bring an additional charge, who is he who can condemn? Right? There is no person in this earth that can condemn us. Why? Because we are secure from all condemnation if Jesus is our advocate, promoting our benefit. Then who can condemn us? Nobody. And that's what Paul is saying here in these verses. And uh, leading up to verse 38, he's letting us know that there's nothing. We don't have to be afraid of these people. We don't have to be afraid of this world. We don't have to be afraid of anything that the enemy may may try to set before us because there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Why? Because Jesus is our high priest. Because Jesus is the highest judge. Because Jesus is who is our advocate. He's our mediator. He intercedes on our behalf. And I just, I love that. There is no more condemnation when we come into the knowledge of Christ and we believe in our hearts for the finished work that he has done. I love it. So no matter what our circumstances are, none of the suffering of this present time can separate us from the love of God. This makes us conquerors and it makes us, what Paul says, more than conquerors. And I just, I love that. I just, I I absolutely love it. Not even execution, not even in our deaths. And Paul knows this firsthand because if we can remember, it is the only item um, in the list that Paul had not yet personally experienced, which was the sword, when he um, explained in First Corinthians all of the things that happened to him, but Paul knew firsthand about it because of the fact that he was in prison, he was whipped, he was shipwrecked, and he later on went missing and never was able to be found again, and that's because he was persecuted. So even in his death, he still was not separated from the love of God because he did his work that he needed to do while he walked this earth. He did the work of the Lord. And so he knew that in heaven, he was going to receive his reward because he knew that even in his death, he still will receive the reward. And that's the same for us. 
No, we may not be physically killed because of our belief system, you know, because we live in the States and they have so many laws and we have rights and things like that. But we will still receive that spiritual persecution from other believers when we don't walk in alignment with what they might believe or when people feel like, well, maybe you're too young to be preaching the word or maybe you uh, need more experience or, you know. All of the opinions that people may have may try to drag us down, but we can know and we can look back on this scripture and say, well, nor life, nor death, nor angels, principalities, nor things present or threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor nor depths, nor anything that is created will be able to separate me from the unlimited love of God. So you could keep it pushing. <laughs> okay. And we can be confident in that and we can know that God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Not one person. Okay. They may try to come up against us. The weapons may form, but they shall not prosper. These are the words that the Lord is telling us and that he will transform us into our new bodies, our new creature, new glorious person in him. It is not so necessarily a a new personality or um, a whole new, like I, like you're being fake, but it's about being genuine and being sincere. And that sincerity is the new thing that he will bring into play when it comes to how we deal with situations and how we deal with people. And also with the same love that we can't be separated from, uh, in Christ is that same love that we then give out to the people we give out to everyone we come in contact with. And I love what Paul is representing, um, when it comes to his work that he has done, because the apostle has built such a reputation for being a persecutor, being a person that hates Christians, being a person that hunts them down and bring them um, to be executed, you know, in this in you know, for, for disobeying or for being a believer in Christ and how he has built himself through the love of God, because it's because God even loved Paul that he met him on the Damascus road for him to be transformed into the new creature and the new person who he has who he is as he's writing these books for us to be able to learn and really understand about the transformation that has to take place in our lives and knowing that that transformation comes from the Lord because he loves us and also knowing that there is nothing that can separate us from that love. And I love that. And I love the fact that Paul walked in it unapologetically. He was not even playing with the people, okay? He walked into the calling that the Lord has placed on him on his life. And he knew and understood that not one person or thing or even any circumstances or trial tribulation that he may have been going through could separate him from the love of God. And that's the same thing that we have to do. We have to be confident in it. We have to be able to stand strong in it and stand steadfast in it. 
because it's the truth. There is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. I shall continue to walk in my purpose because I'm sent with the purpose. Because if I'm here, everything attached to me will win. Everything that is I put my hands upon shall prosper. Every place that my feet will walk into on shall be made and subdued by me. Why? Because I have the spirit of Christ inside of me that dwells in me. And I'm confident and I know that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. There is no place that I will go that God will not be with me because he dwells inside of me. I in him and he in me. He tells us this in John 15, that no body can live just as a branch. We have to be connected to the true vine. And who's the true vine? He is. He is our source. It's just like if I unplug my lamp right now, it's going to be dark. I have no source of light in my life if I choose to unplug myself from the one true source of all eternity, of all life, of all light, of all the any way. He tells us, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So if we choose to unplug ourselves, then we're choosing to live in the darkness. And if we're in the darkness, we're dead in sin. Okay, so that is it. And I just wanted to encourage you guys with that scripture today and just my take and just how I'm just so grateful that I can go to the scripture um, each and every single day because a lot of people don't have opportunity to actually have access to the Bible. And so I love this. I love this scripture. It's definitely on my top five favorite. (laughs) And um, you guys go out and have a wonderful day. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. (sighs) Most gracious and heavenly father, we thank you, Lord God, for today. We thank you for the motivation in your word, Lord God. We thank you for the encouragement in your word, Lord. We thank you because of who you are, Lord God. As we leave from this space, Lord God, we just want you to know that we love you, Lord. With the same love that you first love us with, Lord God, we give it back to you. We ask, Lord God, that you allow your love in us to overflow, Lord God, so that we can give out to your people, so that any place that we may go, any place that our feet may tread upon, Lord God, that you will show yourself mighty through us, Lord God, that the light will shine, Lord God, and we just thank you. We thank you for your awesome power. We thank you for just being magnificent, being omnipresent, being omniscience, Lord God. We just love you, Lord. We just continue to ask you, Lord God, to continue to allow us to be the people who you have called us to be. Allow us to walk into our calling, Lord God. Allow us to become under the calling that you have placed inside of us, Lord. Teach us how to love others like how you love us, Lord God, and allow us us to submit to you, Lord, as you see fit, Lord. Allow your will to be done. Allow your will to be poured into our lives, Lord. Conform, Lord, our will to your will, Lord God, and don't allow us to conform to what the world has for us, Lord God, because we know that the world changes. The world is uh, always going with the flow and with trending, who's trending and who's not trending, Lord God, but we want to be steadfast in you the unchangeable, the unchangeable, Lord God. And we thank you and we bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen.
and amen. Thank you all for joining me here on the Pace Place podcast. I am your host, Latrell Pace, and I will catch you all later. You guys go out, have a beautiful day, and be awesome people. And remember, God loves you, and God be with you all.